you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail hey, you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And my goodness, that Alabama game got a little bit too close for comfort at the end, but what a performance for three quarters of that ball game. But of course, we got to talk about what exactly happened at the end of that game to make it so close. And also, you know what? I do have to sneak in as a Chiefs fan, just a few Super Bowl thoughts in the betonline.ag read coming at the end of this first segment. But of course, let's start with Mitchell Smith, who was the only guy, by the way, to make a field goal for the last six minutes of this ball game for the Tigers, but also, of course, made the game-sealing block. Frankly, not even sealing. Heck, that totally undersells it, to be honest with you. That was the game-saving block by Mitchell Smith. And am I the only one who had a flashback to last season when Reed Nico blocked NBA number one overall pick Anthony Edwards for Georgia from behind, pinned his layup attempt on the glass to win the game for the Tigers? Well, that's where my mind went, just in terms of looking back into the past. But obviously a way bigger moment with this particular block by Mitchell Man, what a play. Really happy for him, just as a guy who, again, who's been here for what feels like a thousand years at this point. Good for Mitchell on his second coach at Mizzou and third presidential administration. You know, Mitchell seriously was just all over the court today defensively, just showed really great hustle at times. And frankly, the entire team, for the most part, was all about hustle, all about energy. I thought Mark Smith's energy defensively, in particular in the first half, really set a tone and was tremendous. Also, Xavier Pinson was was deflecting passes on inbounds by Alabama on their own baseline that were leading to runouts and turnovers. I just thought Missouri set a tone in terms of energy, especially on the defensive end, that frankly Alabama was just unable to match. Now over at tallysite.com, those guys reached out to me this morning and were wanting my picks. And the reason I ended up picking Missouri against the spread and straight up to win, by the way, they were three-point underdogs. One of the reasons is because this game was an 11 a.m. starting time. And obviously, that's an unusual start in college basketball and one that would certainly favor the home team. You don't want to be traveling, staying in a Ramada Inn, you know, and having to get up at a weird time for a morning college basketball game. That's just human nature. Especially, I don't know, I think back to when I was 21 years old. Well, these days I get up at 6.30 a.m. pretty regularly and I feel like, hey, I slept in. Not bad. Well, that's because I'm an old man with a daughter. But back in the college days, I was staying up till 2 a.m., playing Madden, getting up at about 10 a.m. So, again, that's a little early for these guys. A lot of times, imagine if they're playing a 7 to 8 a.m. game. 
they're going to be staying up until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just having to cool down, honestly, not only physically but mentally coming off that kind of competitive experience. So just in terms of resetting your body clock, as much as that might sound silly, I'm telling you that was to Missouri's advantage today. Now the Tigers led by 10 in the first 10 minutes of this basketball game in large part, again, with that energy, but also just good patience on offense, in my humble opinion. And Drew Smith, I thought, got off to a great start, obviously. And, you know, actually, sometimes Drew Smith has reminded me of a former great Tiger. Again, another Smith. Well, we've already got three Smiths on this team. Why not bring a fourth Tiger Smith into the mix And that's Willie Smith, Mr. Magic. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Drew Smith is as good as the great Willie Smith. But there's something about Drew's game at times that reminds me of not only Willie, but sort of the generation of players that came along before and right during the advent of the three-point line. Because before the three-point line, a lot of basketball was a lot more based on just pure craftiness of working your way into the paint via any means necessary and getting off a jump shot as close to the basket as possible. Well, that was very much Willie Smith's game from what I've seen from my experience. And Drew Smith has a little bit of that in him as well. You know, we've talked about how Alabama eschews anything that isn't a three-pointer or a shot right at the rim. Well, Drew Smith has found a nice way of shooting not really mid-range jump shots, but short-range jump shots. He gets in the lane, stops, pivots, takes his time, and occasionally just pulls up, takes a turnaround from seven feet away, and is often very successful with it. And obviously his floater game was was very on point tonight as well. Now, the second half, obviously Drew wasn't quite as on point as he was in the first half, but... I tell you, I think, unfortunately, I think some of that might have to do with injury. I know that Drew had a bit of a wrist problem leading into Missouri's canceled sort of 11-day period there because of COVID where they didn't have a basketball game. Well, it seemed like Drew really came back strong there. It seemed like he needed a few days off there to heal. Well, unfortunately, tonight, late in the second half, actually, I shouldn't say late, more like Mid-second half, Drew Smith, I noticed, grabbing his wrist a little bit, just holding it gingerly and also shaking his hand out as if trying to get some feeling back in or something. I really think, and you look at the end of the game, Drew Smith ended up with six of Missouri's 16 turnovers. I got to think that wrist was bothering him quite a bit in the second half. And one of the reasons why the Tigers did not finish that game nearly as strongly as they started it. And I want to get more into the Tigers' struggles at the end of that basketball game. But first, you know what? Let's talk Super Bowl and let's talk betonline.ag. Because if you're going to bet on the Super Bowl, whether it's Kansas City minus three, Tampa plus three, or you want to take an over-under or one of the many, 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 many hundreds, if not dozens of props on betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered. So sign up for a free account today at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% 
welcome bonus. And you know what? I got to be honest. I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. As much as I'm a little bit nervous about the Eric Fisher factor, the idea that he is injured, that yet another Chiefs offensive lineman is now out this season. But you know what? There's a factor that I haven't heard very many people talk about, and that's the coaching factor. Andy Reid is simply better than Bruce Arians, and I don't understand why hardly anyone is bringing this up. I don't mean to disrespect Bruce Arians. I just don't think he's on Andy Reid's level. And then a second thing about the Super Bowl, and then we'll move back on to the Tigers. If Sammy Watkins plays and is effective at receiver, I really think that almost cancels out the Eric Fisher factor because Watkins... He is so underrated because of how good Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey is. But I'm telling you, when Sammy Watkins is healthy, he's as underrated as a as a receiver as there is in the league. So you know what? If Watkins is out there and playing well, I'm going to take the Chiefs 35-21. to 21. But again, regardless of how you feel about it, sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. To me, for the first three quarters of this basketball game, the Tigers were getting excellent shots. And if anything, while they were shooting over 50%. For most of this basketball game, obviously their three-point shooting wasn't good at all. The Tigers end up shooting three of 20, which is even worse than what they usually are. I mean, 15%, my goodness, that's even bad for Mizzou. But the deal is, for the most part, I just thought their decision-making was pretty strong. I thought they were getting good shots, but you know what? That last quarter of the basketball game, the last... About 10 minutes, Alabama outscores Missouri 23-8. to eight. Yes, eight points for the Tigers, and certainly that 23 was a, a big run for Alabama, by far their most effective part of the basketball game. But in particular, it was the last five minutes where Alabama began to trap Missouri, not only in the backcourt, but basically all over the court. And Missouri had no real answer for it, for the most part. Again, the last six minutes, the Tigers did not score a field goal. So obviously, big problems there, for sure. And even at one point, with about two minutes left, Conzo Martin subbed in, drew bugs, and with Xavier Pinson, and Drew Smith having all three of his best ball handlers on the court at the same time, and yet it didn't totally counter what Alabama was doing. The biggest thing I noticed is not only was Missouri not getting good shots, they were turning the ball over against these traps. Well, Jeremiah Tillman was unable to get even touches down the stretch. So obviously, that's not what Missouri wants whatsoever. And frankly, I'm disappointed that when Bugs was in the game that we weren't able to, with those three ball handlers on the court, you would think that would be enough for Missouri to be able to counteract those double teams and frankly, not only counteract them, but get some easy shots on the back end when you break those double teams. So that's disappointing and obviously something Missouri needs to take an extra look at. 
Also, Mark Smith, I thought, maybe played his best basketball game just in terms of decision-making in a really long time and certainly in terms of energy. Now, if you look at his offensive rating, just his his game score, all that types of stuff, it may not be very impressive. It's not a great box score, certainly offensively for Mark Smith. One of eight from downtown, but you know, honestly, I didn't mind any of the shots he took. The only thing that I might nitpick is that especially that last three-pointer that he took, I thought it was a great look. He was in rhythm. The problem was I thought he was just sort of like Jeremiah Tillman can be at times on his free throws. I thought he was just a little bit too quick with his release. Just be smooth, be loose, but you know, easy for me to say. But again, it just from what I could see, Mark just a little bit too loose with it. But defensively, I thought Mark Smith was all over the court and just absolutely tremendous. I thought his energy was excellent. And not only his energy, but just his general positioning and and just knowledge of where to be on the court at all times. I mean, the five steals obviously were excellent, but I, I just don't know how Mark could have played any better on that end of the court. And offensively, while again, he missed seven three-pointers, also a couple free throws too, only one of three. You'd like to see that get better. Well, he did a good job of, again, hustling offensively, getting some runouts in the fast break, ended up making four out of his six two-pointers, and one of which was an incredible block, honestly, by an Alabama player. I'm not really sure what Mark was supposed to do. He took the ball strong in the basket, tried to dunk it, but whoever it was for the Tide that made that block, honestly, I have n- I can't say anything. I can't say anything against Mark Smith on that play. That was sometimes you just got to give the defense credit. And speaking of credit, I want to give Conzo Martin some credit for something that he hasn't always necessarily been the best at, in my opinion. But today, I thought he was as good at hit one of his weaknesses as he's ever been. But you know what? First, I got to tell you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar. In history, yes, it's the goat of protein bars. Yes, while we're going to argue perhaps maybe a decade down the line about whether Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes is the goat, well, there's no doubt that Built Bar is the goat of protein bars because, well, for number one, there are 18 amazing flavors to choose from. These bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for that keto diet. Oh yes, you can lose and maintain weight while still indulging just occasionally in a delicious treat that we like to call Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Sometimes I'm definitely with a lot of Mizzou fans the last couple of years that it feels like Conzo Martin's substitutions have been a bit willy-nilly at times. Not a lot of rhyme or reason to when he brings guys in and out of the basketball game. But I will say, I think today, I thought his substitutions were absolutely on point at virtually all times of the basketball game. Like I'm not exaggerating at all. That was something I was kind of focusing focusing on 
for whatever reason early in this basketball game, I just noticed that he was substituting a little bit more than usual in terms of, okay, bringing guys in a little bit earlier, giving the starters a bit of a, a bit of a rest. I noticed that Torrance Watson played more. That had a lot to do with Javon Pickett being a little bit gimpy and banged up for, with his ankle injury that he suffered in the previous basketball game. But in particular, I just thought the way Conzo Martin used Parker Brown to spell Jeremiah Tillman at sort of the perfect moments around TV timeouts, around moments that just made absolute sense in terms of, hey, here's a time in a very fast-paced basketball game, by the way, that we can spell Tillman, give him some moments. And by the way, Parker Brown, you know what? Let's talk about him just a little bit more. I've always liked him as an offensive player, but the problem with Parker has obviously been on defense. But one thing you notice about Parker, and let's be let, let's make a fine point on this. Parker Brown is a really, really good help defender. If he's going to come over and block your shot, boy, he's as good of a shot blocker as Missouri has had in a long time. He bothers people, no doubt about it. And he makes pretty good decisions on when to help, too. The problem is, is Parker is a one-on-one defender. When he starts getting picked on, if he gets isolated in space, either as a pick-and-roll defender, as a guy out on the, on the perimeter, or sometimes in the paint, he gets overpowered as well. That's Parker's problem. So let's just be really clear about what his strengths and weaknesses are. It's not like he's bad on everything offensively, or I'm sorry, defensively. It's not as though Parker is bad on everything defensively. Frankly, if you look at his block percentage, he'd be up there in the top 100, 200 in the country if he had gotten enough minutes to qualify. So obviously, he does some really nice things in terms of a help defender. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Kobe Brown's game, because while I've already brought up Mitchell Smith's hustle, obviously his game-saving block at the end, obviously I brought up Mark Smith's hustle and his excellent defense, but Kobe Brown also was all over the court tonight, getting rebounds, driving the basketball, making two point tough two-pointers on the inside, and you know what? If there was anything I'd nitpick with Kobe Brown early in the ball game, and this is something that I noticed with with Tillman and lots of modern basketball players, sometimes when the shot goes up, these big guys are so concerned about getting their arms up in the air and not fouling, which especially in Tillman's case is great. By all means, worry about not fouling. But at the same time, sometimes they worry about the defensive part the part about not fouling so much that they forget to turn around and get their butt into the shooter because there was a couple times early in that basketball game where Kobe allowed his man to sneak by him and get a rebound. But overall, eight rebounds for Kobe in 23 minutes, also 13 points in 23 minutes. Man, when he when he gets it going... 
offensively especially, Missouri is something a little bit different because he definitely has a versatility to his game that gives them another element. When you have a four-man who can put the ball on the floor in the transition game, a guy who can pass a little bit, a guy maybe you know catches the ball in what I like to call the Draymond Green spot, maybe at the foul line, you got a three-on-two after a, a pick-and-roll situation. He's a guy who can make plays, and today he did most of that quite nicely. So a really, really good game for Kobe Brown tonight just to go out here. So speaking of getting out of here, as you can probably tell, my voice is losing a little bit of steam here. So thank goodness we have gotten to about the 21-minute mark. So I think we can send this one off. What can I say? I was yelling and screaming and trying to give these guys some energy because you know what? Unfortunately, if this was a normal type year, a normal type non-pandemic situation. There would have been easily 15,000 people in the stadium today, but whether there was 2,000 or 3,000 people in the crowd today, I want to give credit to all the diehards who are there today because there was a decent, solid atmosphere today, as good as you could possibly expect, considering how cavernous that building looks with just about one-fifth of it full. But you know what? Again, Shout out all you Mizzou fans who are at the game today. You guys did a nice job of making a lot of noise when it mattered. And also a shout out to a listener who happened to run me down at halftime. Shout out to listener Will, who said he was a he was a fan of the show and a daily listener. And I was really flattered to hear that and frankly flattered that he was able to recognize me whatsoever, despite the fact that I was wearing a mask and he didn't even hear my voice. So Will, thanks for listening. And I appreciate all of you who listen on the regular. And if you do, Hey, throw me a five-star review on iTunes, follow me on Spotify, all that good stuff and share with a friend. I'd really appreciate it. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.